Hello and welcome to Love Bites. I'm Sydney Hampton. And I'm Gilda Wabbit. Ooh, Love Bites. And today we're going to be talking about disclosure, kink, STDs, and asking for what you want. Also, we get really horny at the end. It's a really good time. (laughs) Um, So thank you for joining us. And with that said, let's dive right in. Hi, Sydney. Hey, Gil. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm figuring out um, how to podcast again after a year. Isn't it a challenge? Yeah, you'd think talking would be easier for me, considering that's all I fucking do. Baby, podcasting is the souls-like of incels. The souls what? I'm making a really obscure nerd joke. There's going to be one person who plays video games in here who either laughs at that joke or thinks I just did a bad take about incels, and I'm pleased. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. So, Gil, um, I don't know, what's up? I, I mean, I, this is actually kind of legit because you and I don't get to talk very often. What's what's new? What's going on? What's the tea? Living life. Living life, yeah. Yeah, as of this recording, New Year's just happened. Yeah, it's the third. Um, speaking of romance, my ex-boyfriend, who I thought I had blocked on everything, tried to call me on New Year's via Facebook Messenger. I didn't even realize they used Facebook. Um, so that was a joy. It was a treasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah. I had a famous drag queen in my car and we were having a good time. And then I was like, oh, it's 3 a.m. What are you doing? Did not answer. Did not pick up. Grateful I didn't. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. I spent uh, I spent Christmas Eve um, crying about wanting to call my ex and I didn't. So I took shrooms and then I had a uh, ego death. It was pretty lit. LOL, not ego death. A little bit. Not ego death, Sydney Hampton. I, I'm, I really want, like I always say, I want to I want to go to the desert and do shrooms or ayahuasca or something, and I want to meet God herself. And I mean that. But I can't afford to go to the desert, and I don't know where to get ayahuasca, but I do know where to get shrooms, and yeah. I do have a living room. So every opportunity I get, I am going to I am going to do more and more until I meet God, and until know? I lose any semblance of ego. Well... If we want to get into it at another time, I think ego death is impossible. Um, but number two, my roommate and I, my roommates and I did shrooms together over Thanksgiving. And um, I had a great time. I just spent it listening to Kate Bush and realizing how free she was. Um, but my roommate wanted to meet God. And do you know what he said? He said, I sat down. I wanted to hear the voice of God. And all I heard was a voice going, God doesn't exist. Great. And then he looked at me and he was like, you're having too much fun. I need to go vibe somewhere else. And like <laughs> curled up under a blanket on a couch downstairs. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to my room and listen to Kate Bush bark on the song Hounds of Love. Period. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. See, I did shrooms and we listened to There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey and then sobbed on the roof. <sighs> we got a ladder out, climbed onto the roof and cried. And then I became a Lana Del Rey fan. Well, that's a so whole that. lyric in itself. We got a ladder out, climbed on the roof and cried. Now, everything about that night felt like a Lana Del Rey song. Like, it, it literally felt like a Lana Del Rey song. Like, Sydney Hampton does shrimps for the first time, and she gets on the roof, sobs. When people check on her, she's like, no, I'm crying because I'm sad, but also I'm the happiest I've ever been. What's going on? It was it was unique. I like shrimps. I love that. Sorry, my brain is now fire on all cylinders, cylinders to try and write the lyric. Like, we got a ladder out, climbed on the roof, and cried. It didn't matter how much we fucking tried. Uh-huh. And then going to SoundCloud tomorrow. Period. And then also like smoking cigarettes on the roof. 
on shrooms God. sounds like an album title of hers. I hate that cigarettes are so bad for our health because nothing is more glamorous than a goddamn cigarette in your mouth. Yeah. I love, I, oh, it's why I only smoke joints. I have a little vintage gold cigarette case. I've got what's considered on fucking Amazon.com a female lighter, which is a lighter that you can, like, flip the lid back without getting your press-on nails in the flame. Um, And I have little joints, and I just take them out, and I go, (sighs) (sighs) Mr. Darcy, I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Darcy. But it gives me the get-up-and-go, darling. Oh, shut up. (laughs) My favorite thing now is, like, whenever I'm crying, and I'm like, especially, oh, God, in the car. And by the car is my favorite place to cry. I will be on the way to go have a great time. Yes. I'm going to cry in the car. It's, I'm alone. I'm going to cry in the car. And I'm, I'm, I've got the window. I'm at a light. I light a cigarette. I light it like a movie star. I take that first inhale, and I hold it for a second. And then I, and I watch the smoke billow out from the, the tiny crack in my window. And it's dancing in the air. And I'm so cunt. And then... Miranda Lambert delivers to me the heartbreaking truth of my reality. This ain't your mama's broken heart. Speaking of glamour, crying, and smoking cigarettes somewhere, this is a great time for an ad break. All right, listeners, so our first question is, I have an STD, one that I was born with, but nonetheless can spread to other people through contact. I, of course, make all of my potential partners aware of this before we get into anything, but I don't know of any sort of graceful way to do it. Is there a less awkward way to make partners aware of this information than shouting loudly over club music to a person I just met? Hey, just so you know, I have herpes. I checked my mouth and it's all real good, though, so I can't give it to you right now. Just gotta be careful. Teehee. Um, well, this is one that you were born with, so you probably had it. Oh, this is when you were born with, so it's probably what you've had all your life. <laughs> I think this is a really interesting question. <laughs> it um, is. Really recovers <laughs> from reading the questions. So I think this is a really interesting question because this is a kind of thing. So, so disclosure. Yeah. Is a thing that we run into a lot in the queer community, mm-hmm. both when it comes to STI status and also when it comes to things like transness. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a whole conversation among trans women, especially like passable trans women who have had certain gender-affirming surgeries about whether or not I have to disclose if I'm trans. Um, And I think this also can come up, especially with STIs that it's reasonable to not pass on. So for instance, like if someone is HIV positive and they're undetectable, the likelihood of them passing on HIV is so low. Almost zero. Almost zero. Do you know what I mean? And so like, is there a, is there a, requirement to disclose, um, um, an imperative to disclose. And I yeah. think it's the same thing here, um, especially with, with herpes, when, you, when you're when you not having an outbreak and you're treated and it, it can become, to my knowledge, now again, I'm not a, I'm a drag queen, I'm not a sexual health expert, although I think I have more knowledge about sexual health than a lot of people. Yeah, you do. Um, it can become very, 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 very minuscule mm-hmm. to pass it on to somebody. And the conversation of is there an imperative to disclose I think is interesting and as someone who doesn't currently have an STI that I could or could not pass on to somebody I don't really have like a stake in that conversation I think that's really important to say out loud Um, but I just wanted to bring up that like disclosure is a conversation that we're having 
All the time. All the time. Anyway, About multiple topics. Years. Yeah. 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 So this is um, this is a this is an answer that I'm going to give that evolves and has evolved over time and will continue to evolve over time. I don't think that I'll ever actually have like a concrete. This answer is a Pokemon. It really is. Like I've I was I growing up. I came into my queerness kind of at a, a weird time because it was whenever we were starting to really have conversations about, um, you know, the HIV medication was starting to be like actually uh, trusted. I think there was a lot of like somebody with HIV. Um, you might as well just have full blown full blown AIDS, and that was something that was kind of like a um, you know perceptions reality or whatever. So someone who had HIV regardless of how well they took care of themselves, was a leper at, at that time. And now, just what, 15 years later, completely different. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, the social stigma around HIV has changed a lot. Is it perfect? No, but it's changed a lot. And I think um, coming from, you know, my youth as a queer, uh, disclosure was, like not disclosing something was an act of violence. Whereas now, I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. Someone who has um, not, we've already, in the first episode, we've established that I'm very much so all about trying to communicate and get ahead of things. So if I'm with somebody and they have an STD, I would like to know. It doesn't mean I'm not going to sleep with you. It just means that I might take more precaution. So if someone tells me, hey, I just, um, it's been, uh, I'm about to come up on my checkup and haven't had it yet. Um, like I do that, like I'm, I'm due for a checkup in February. Mm -hmm. So if I've had a lot of, if I've had a lot or even a little bit of sex or any kind of sex with someone that I didn't know very well, I would say, you know, Hey, I haven't gotten checked up. You know, I always, you know, I always play safe, but I just want to let you know that if the condom were to fail, you know, I'm on prep, but I might, you know, I could have been exposed to something. I think it's, it really depends on like most things, the parties involved. But I like to disclose if I'm going to potentially pass something or if I don't know. And it, most of the time, it's literally just, hey, I haven't got, I'm due for a checkup in February, so we can just wait to have sex. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to have sex, and I want to have sex, and I want to have sex at the same time, or I want to do whatever, then we both know that there's like a risk that maybe Sydney Hampton has chlamydia. Right. She had it four months ago. Yeah. She has it now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ask, is there a less awkward way? to disclose this information and to be really frank there isn't yeah I really don't think there is um but I will say this I um have historically my sex life is changing but I've historically been a huge slut uh, the biggest slut that I could be Um, and we stand call me the town bicycle darling because everybody got a ride um and I have had sex with people who are HIV positive I have sex with people who um have had herpes but weren't having an outbreak. Yeah. I've had sex with and without condoms in both of these situations. Um, and I want to say that every time someone brought up their status, it was sometimes jarring, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's not really like a great time to bring it up. But it made me feel so comfortable. The people who have given me the most STIs are people who disclose nothing. So true. Um, having someone tell you like, "Hey, I have this thing," right? Before you all engage in something, immediately tells you that you can trust them at least a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It makes me feel more secure. Yeah, because they're 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 risking it for the biscuit. You right. know, they don't know how you're going to react. Right. But it's important to them that they share it. 
that I think that's why disclosure is is important for some people because it's it's communication, it's, right. it's truth and honesty. So yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, and so and so and I would also say and again. I don't really have a lot of skin in this game personally. Like, I'm a person who has a lot of sex, but I'm not a person who has anything to disclose other than, Actively like... Has uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm always like, by the way, I got tested at this time, and I'm negative and on prep according to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's what I'm disclosing. But, like, I think if you are somebody who has something to disclose, and you choose to disclose it, even though you don't think you're going to pass it on, and a person gets uncomfortable or weird, that is a great... Um, membrane mm-hmm. that like sort of protects you from fucking people who are not cool. Yeah, um, so true. If, if they're super weird about um, an STI that you have, you're taken care of. If they're super weird about your HIV status that you've taken care of, um, or or if the, if they are like, or like, let's say you haven't gotten taken care of, and so you're like, hey, I'm dealing with this right now. I would love to be intimate with you. We cannot be intimate in this way. Yeah, and they're weird about it. Then you don't want to fuck them. Uh, absolutely. And if I had it, okay, so Gilda, you and I are about to have sex. Yeah. Hey, Gil, before we get started um, with the making the sex, yeah. I have HIV. Yeah. Well, I'm on prep. Great. So slay. Slay. Yeah. Cool. Now we can have sex. Yeah. Because we both have an understanding that I have HIV and she's on prep. Right. But and if your reaction was... Oh, that's you. I hate that. Then guess what? I just avoided having sex with someone who thinks... Who's lame. Who's lame and thinks, ew, that's gross, or that's nasty, or you're gross, you're nasty. I don't want to fuck you anyway. Yeah. Also, there are lots and lots of cool ways to be intimate with people, even if you have an STI and, ha- and risk transmitting it. You can jerk off next to each other. Yeah. You can make out. You can, like, rub bodies together. Like, there are so many ways that, like, depending on the specific status that you have. There are so many ways that you can be intimate with somebody um, and minimize risk. This kind of calls back to our, uh, the first recording where we talked about what sex, what defines sex. Right. So, yeah, maybe I'm having, uh, you know, my pee's kind of cloudy. Yeah. Maybe I, have, maybe I have chlamydia and I'm not really sure yet. I haven't gotten tested, but I still want to get off. Right. And you want to get off and we're here and we're consenting. So let's just like jerk off next to each other. Because we can't pass it along right. from jerking off next to each other. And you can talk dirty. Yeah. And you can, like, rub your hands on each other's thighs. Yeah. And I can watch your face as you achieve orgasm, which is then going to help me achieve orgasm. Horny. Yeah. yeah. This is... I love this question. Yeah. So I want to say, from my own personal perspective, and again, I am not the end-all, be-all queen of, like, disclosure or not, I think it's really brave of you and very vulnerable of you to disclose with partners. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have an answer about making it less awkward, um, but I think you're fucking sick and cool and dope. Yeah, and like the the idea, like it's it's kind of silly. Like, how do I say this while over like a Dua Lipa song? Hey, just so you know, <laughs> I have herpes. I can't pass it on right now. But blah 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 blah. You're like having this conversation before you even like are in the car on the way to do it, which I think is one vulnerable as fuck, which is cool. Two, you're, like, really taking into consideration, like, your potential partner's needs. And I don't know you, but I bet you fuck really good. And I just want to, I just want to say that. Yeah, and if you don't fuck good, I still probably would fuck you because I think you're dope. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So, yeah, no, um, there's not a, there's not an easy way, I don't think, to go about saying Mm-mm. I have an STD. But some things are hard. Some things are uncomfortable. 
There's, I've never been in a relationship where I didn't have a, an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, no, we could have a whole conversation about how we as queer people have to, have to because of the way the world works. We have to build resilience mm-hmm. around awkward conversations, uncomfortable topics, like pain and heartache. I mean, when you're dating, period. Yeah. When you're fucking your dating, period, you need to get comfortable holding space for those emotions that you have. Yeah. Um, or you're going to just like run away from them and it's going to be weird um, because the human experience is not ease and smoothness no. and joy. It is rough and bumpy, baby. God knows. Um, and speaking of rough and bumpy, um, we have an ad to help smooth and ease your process into getting STI testing if you live here in Louisville, Kentucky. Take it away. Hello everyone, it's Gilda Wabbit, your local neighborhood prep boy bunny, telling you about the Music City Prep Clinic, now open in the same building as Play Dance Bar. If you're looking for regular STI testing, HIV treatment, and prevention, you can go to 1101 East Washington Street to the newly renovated and opened Music City Prep Clinic right here in Louisville. Services are mostly free depending on your insurance, and you can access them regularly. Ours are now on their website. And we're back. Are you ready for our second question of the day, Cindy Hampton? I sure am. Great. This question goes as follows. I've been in a relationship with my partner for about six months. Neither of us have a whole lot of sexual experience outside of each other, but I'd really like to experiment with more kink with them. I'm super afraid to breach the subject with them, though. I feel confident that they will react, at the very least, non-judgmentally, and they seem very open to trying new things. But this topic just feels really awkward and embarrassing to me. How do I tell my partner that I'd maybe like it if they spanked me sometimes without getting red in the face? Hot. How, where can we do research on how to safely participate in kinky activity? I love this question. Me so too. We got this, we got this email like forever ago. We've been trying to, to, to get the time to record. I have been sitting on this question for a long time. Because... Sitting on a secret. I recently discovered that... Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a top. And, um, Welcome to Two Tops. Yes. Two Honestly, Tops, one podcast room. Two Tops, two beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful women. Um, I recently discovered that sometimes I like to have the power taken away from me. Oh! Which has never really happened before. She's a subby top. A little bit. So, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm dating uh, another top, and we are both... We are both tops and beautiful women and drag queens, so there's there's like a lot of there's a lot of fun, uh, interesting dynamics there. But I like specifically with this question, I like to be spanked, low key. Um, I'm Hot. usually the one, yeah. Party. I'm usually the one who wants to like torture. I'm a, I'm a uh, I think torture is the wrong word. There is a there is a boy at the bar who I think is cute, and I like to I like to to just hurt him, and he likes to get hurt, and it's fierce. That's usually my dynamic. It's kind of like stompy mommy. Mm-hmm. But now I want to be stomped on. I want my ass red and tingly and a little bit sore. Mm-hmm. I want to leave the house to go to the hair store and have like a red print on my ass. Aww. It's the tea. So with that said, um, I did not really know how to have this conversation um, because I didn't know what I wanted. But you already know what you want. So, I think the easiest way that you can do this, and I've thought about this a lot because this question's been on my mind. You want to experiment with more kink. You want to get spanked. Maybe you want to wear a harness because it's hot. Maybe you want to get tied up. I think the best thing that you can do is say, Gilda, you're my partner right now. Okay. Real quick. 
Um, we're hot and heavy. We've been making out. We're both very sweaty. Yeah. And then I might say something like, Hey, Gil, I picked us up at the store today. I just picked up a harness. I'd like for you to put this on me and then rail me while you hold on to the harness and pull me closer. It'll be really intimate and hot, maybe. Or maybe it'll suck. But we're going to try it anyway. Does that sound cool? That sounds great. Fierce. And you can say, Spank my ass. And then, Gilda, you would what? Boom. And now you've been spanked. And you got everything you wanted out of the sexual encounter. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, we just talked about this in the first question, um, that often getting vulnerable with somebody and being honest about who you are or your desires can be really uncomfortable. It can be awkward. It is a risk to get intimate with somebody. But shedding the layers of defense and exposing deeper and deeper places of desire is beautiful as much as it is uncomfortable. And so I think you you ask, how can you tell your partner? And I think that it will just be a little awkward, yeah. maybe at first. And you also say, you also it also sounds like you really trust your partner. Yeah. So it sounds like the, the shame you're feeling, which is totally normal, and the uncomfortableness that you're feeling, which is totally normal, is, is an internal thing as opposed to like mm-hmm. an external thing. And that's okay. It sounds like your partner will accept you being a little awkward here. Yeah. While you ask that question. And and they'll probably take extra care of you because they can, they, you, you say that they, uh, that, that you're, you're confident that they're going to react non-judgmentally. Yeah. They're probably going to see your shame and your fear and they're going to want to make you feel safe, secure, taken care of, loved, all of that. I, you, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Also, if you're into spanking, you may, and I don't want to tell you what you're into, but you may have a little uh, desire to feel a little shame. Yeah. Spanking is, is, is often associated with a small level of humiliation and degradation. And so maybe the shame and asking the question, the awkwardness and the embarrassment and asking the question can be hot as well. Sort of like getting that embarrassment and that uncomfortableness met with intimacy and connection or even like confidence from your partner mm-hmm. can be hot. I'll tell you all, I I am a woman. Oh God. I love to take a man of any size. Small, large, middle, tall, short, the Verizon bars of men. Yes. Okay? Put them under me, call them the F-slur, and smack them around. It really fucking turns me on, right? But I also have shame about that desire. And so I sort of... That's interesting. Yeah, I do. I do. And I and I often have to get comfortable with a person before I can really ease into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and one of my favorite ways to ease into it is to try to make the question... I role play that the question is sexy. Because like in my head, the question is like, oh, 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 Mr. Man, what if I smacked you in the face? And I'm like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. But if I if I role play, if I pretend that I'm a sexier person than I feel, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I get into this like actress headspace of like, ooh, I'm hot. And then I can still ask really politely. I can still ask with so much room for consent mm-hmm. or, or someone to say no, you know what I mean? But I can be like, hey, sir, I'm curious. How would you like 
to get smacked in the face right now. You know what I mean? And 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 I just like find a way that feels fun to ask it. That's that's my tactic. No, that is okay. I'm on a sexual liberating journey right now. Yeah. And I'm learning like I've I'm I've like the past the past year um I had more sex in a year than I had in my entire lifetime. Yeah. Multiple times a day. Different different ways of having sex, different discussions during, before, and after sex, that now I've gotten to a point where, for the first time in my life, I do feel sexy. Mm-hmm. I do feel like a hot top. Am I 170 pounds wet? Yes. Am I a strong hot top? Also, yes. But I'm also learning to like lean into like this new subby area. Mm-hmm. So for me, asking... Uh, if I want to get spanked, I was nonverbal with mine. And actually, I think we kind of arrived at the same place at the same time. You um, came to the same place at the same did. time. I just kind of like, you can't see it, but I just kind of like perked my little butt up. And then um, they picked up what I was putting down. And you might, you have, uh, you've been with your partner for six months. I don't know if you communicate nonverbally. I'm a very, I'm a, I like to communicate without words often. It's usually like the way that I, maybe a huff. Or I sigh to let you know mm. that's not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to go get Taco Bell? Oh, I don't know. I'm not really hungry. <sighs> okay. That's basically nonverbal way of saying, take me to Taco Bell. So, in the bedroom. It's passive aggressive. <laughs> I'm a brat, Gilda Wabbit. I'm a brat. Communication is so important. And it's I'm so going to tell you how I do it passively and Listen. not. Not clearly. Listen, that's true, and that's a read, and you're right for that. But God damn it! Listen, I am not a perfect person. I am a Taurus, and I live there. At least I'm aware. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not, and I am. I am now learning how to communicate a little bit more effectively. But with that said, sexually, I'm nonverbal a lot of the time. If I want you to do something, I might like put a certain part of my body, or I might move your body to accommodate that as a power as a as a power top a traditional power top i'm very much so like a grab and go yeah and you like with my partners that's usually what they want you know i usually i tend to attract the boy who wants to be told what to do mm-hmm. which we'll works see out woman handled. because i yes because i'm a person who loves to tell people what to do yeah so i find and attract people who want that from me yeah. so i'm usually able to non-verbally communicate you know, oh, we're done with this position. And I push them over. And then we get back to it. But as a subby kind of person, I'm finding that either I communicate non-verbally by positioning my body differently, or I have to outright ask or say, actually, I don't think I love that. But I liked what you were doing before. So go back to that. And it's awkward a little bit in the sense that I have to pause what we're doing. But the way that I pose the question or pose the request is different. Because I'm not saying, like... Like, you know, stop. It's, hey, actually, I don't, I'm not loving that. Can you go back? And I'm giving them, I'm giving them direction. I'm letting them know this didn't feel great. I'm not necessarily saying never do it again. Right. But I'm saying, like, this isn't working for me right now. And I want to, like, stay in the mood. So do it this way. But it's not a whole conversation we have to have. Yeah. I just tell them what I want. And then I get it. Yeah. And now we're sort of extrapolating on the question. We're going beyond it. But I, I think that there are definitely, like, 
to like you know going back to my like get into the headspace of like I'm a sexier person than I feel right now there are like sexy ways to accommodate no there are sexy ways yeah. to say no or to say go back that that can still feel in the flow of the sex you know what I mean like like there are often times where like like there's there has been a moment where I like looked at a man and I was like I want to hit you in the face and he was like no thank you and I was like oh you want to be treated more gently than that Mm, you're such a good boy and like like that's like a great way to respond and like say it's sexy to me that you said no I'm staying in the vibe here Um, because I don't think what is sexy is always getting my way 100% of the time I think what is sexy like like I always tell people if I'm if I'm the only one getting my way if I'm the only one getting off and doing what I want it's essentially like masturbating with a sex toy you know what I mean which is its own kinky fantasy oh, treating somebody like a little fleshlight but like if we're if we're doing something that's more intimate more more connected than that like it can be sexy to hear no it can be sexy to hear change mission because like I think something culturally that we can adjust to that I would like to see change and I think is slowly changing is that it is horny to know that your partner knows themselves and, and knows no. what they like it's also horny to know that the person's enjoying it because they asked for something specific and then you deliver yes and then you know like oh shit yeah oh baby you want a thin crust with pepperoni banana peppers I got it right fucking here delivered to your door ding dong that's hot I agree like having having uh, okay I'm gonna say it I know I just said a minute ago Sydney Ham does not great at communication because she's Taurus but communication is sexy when it happens and it's effective and both parties are like getting their needs met that's horny yeah that's sexual I agree and I think that you can have this conversation with your partner might be a little awkward because it's always awkward asking somebody for what you want but also you can make it horny you know slap my ass literally just say that it's so hot in here I'm so I'm are so aroused I'm so are aroused. we horny or are we hot is it hot no I'm here? horny I'm like thinking about experiences that I've had about communication now and I'm just like ooh like like what I'm thinking about currently is like a while ago I was with an interested party and we were cuddling in bed watching TV and they started like backing up on me and like because I was like Big Spoon and they were like and I don't I I personally want you to ask me for things yeah I don't want you to like try to non-verbally communicate because because I'm working against my own trauma where I like say yes too much to things yeah. and I try to like read people's minds. That's like that's not a judgment on what's right or what's wrong. It's just about me personally. Yeah. And so I like grabbed his face, I pulled his face towards me and I said, Ask for what you want. Because we have a bit of that like Yeah, we have a bit of that like like um, dummy mommy thing with yeah. me, you know what I mean? And he just went, Oh and he looked so ashamed and then he said Will you fuck me? And I was like, yes, yes. And now I'm like horny thinking about it because it was so fun. That was like, honestly, <laughs> that's the, that's why I like to live in the Donnie mommy role because getting to say something to somebody that makes them maybe a little bit uncomfortable or like address their shame. Mm-hmm. That's hot. The amount of, the amount of healing I yeah. think that I do for myself and for my partners yeah. when I am in Dom mode bitch. Yeah. Cause it's not just, it's not just like, I mean, yeah, it's hot for them to be like, like desperate and begging for it. But then also, whenever you make them address what they want. Okay, this is a great okay, this is we a great could do wait, hold on. Before we get too deep into it, is this uh are we moving into a whole separate episode about the healing nature of kink? Ooh. 
Because like yes, I feel like I feel like this could be a whole. This could be a whole episode. other subject. I have a lot to say about. Yeah, yeah. This subject excites me because I'm exploring kink now. So now I want to talk about it. But yes, we should save it. Great. Thank you so much for your question. What a joy. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this lovely episode of Ooh, Love Bites with Sydney Hampton and Gilda Bobbitt. If you would like to submit questions to future Love Bites podcasts, please send them to reallyqueerpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-E-L-Y-Q-U-E-E-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can find us on our socials at the Sydney Hampton and at Gilda Wabbit, G-I-L-D-A-W-A-B-B-I-T. And you can also go to our websites. Mine is reallyqueer.gay. And mine is gildawabbit.com. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope we'll see you, hear you, talk to you, feel you next time.